You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Hey there, listener. This is Randy from In the Future. And what's uh, what's going on today? Oh, okay. More best of live stuff. It means I'm getting closer to episode 100. I'll get back. I'll get back there eventually. So, like I said, best of live. Now, this isn't a compilation episode. This is actually reviews of the movie I Kill Giants from our recent episodes of Grolix Nights, which is what our live episodes are that we do over on Livecast during the week. Right now, <laughs> it's being called Grolix Nights. Previously, it was Grolix Lunchbox Live, but since we moved the show into the evenings... We resurrected Grolix Nights. Remember that old imprint? Probably not, but if you do, it used to be our interview show. Not anymore. It's our live show. We change imprints about as much as DC Comics, so roll with it. So I mentioned reviews, plural, of I Kill Giants. And I say reviews, plural, because what you're going to hear on this episode is actually our review segment of the movie from our August 8th live episode in which we did our main review of the movie. Now, Jesse picked the movie, as you'll hear. You'll hear the whole setup. But he picked the movie and was not able to make that episode. So then what you're going to hear for the last quarter or so of this episode is the August 15th episode in which Jesse did join us and uh, decided he should owe up to uh, recommending a movie that, uh, spoilers, we weren't too fond of. Now, don't you worry. The next episode of Grolic's podcast proper will be up. But I'll be honest, Randy of the past... Not me, because I'm from the future, remember? Randy the past didn't get it edited in time. It's just not ready. Despite recording it weeks ahead of time. <laughs> so, while you wait for that, in which we'll discuss Deadly Class Volume 1, actual more comic book talk, told you told you we were going to hit you with multiple comic book episodes this month, enjoy this. Now i got to get back to trekking through time with a broken Blinkatron. <laughs> I do. Good. Welcome to welcome to Grolix Nights or Grolix Podcast Live or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's a Grolix Live thing. Today, here's what's on the agenda, everybody. We will be discussing movie homework, uh, which doesn't sound like a fun thing at first, but it, basically, we'll just be reviewing a movie that we chose last week. That way, any listeners who wanted to uh, watch it as well could do so and join us in the conversation. I see Paul is in the. Uh, in the chat, I know he's probably got thoughts on this. I know he watched the movie. Uh, the movie today will be I Kill Giants. We have Melanie, obviously, my co-host oh, here. Hey, Jesse, where's Jesse? Oh, no, he's not here. <laughs> we, yeah. He had to know I was going to give him a hard time. So <laughs> we picked Thursdays because that usually works for Jesse. Uh-huh. And uh, we watched this movie based on Jesse's suggestion that we watch this movie. And, and Jesse is not here today. Yeah. I was like, as soon as he told me that, it's not his fault. You know, he's got work stuff. Um, we knew the schedule would get a little sketchy. But as soon as he told me that, and I was like, oh, oh, oh you're going to catch some flack. Paul Harder. Hey, Paul, what's going on? Oh, not much. I just figured I'd check in before we start talking about the movie. Oh, yeah. You, you're our Jesse today. 
Yay! <laughs> I just wanted to be a ginger. <laughs> <laughs> I only want to be a ginger if I can have a fro. Okay, so. I kill giants. I kill giants. This is the movie homework. Like I said, this was this. Jesse suggested this because it is based on a comic book that is generally very well uh, received, very well reviewed comic book. Mm -hmm. Uh, The comic book, same title, I Kill Giants, uh, was a limited run comic book series, seven issues published by Image Comics in 2008 and 2009, I think, and uh, written by Joe Kelly, who also wrote this movie. Uh, he wrote the screenplay, so you know that's cool. The movie is written by the uh, the the one of the comic book creators. Um, now, I Kill Giants 2018 was directed by first time director Anders Walter. Uh, stars Madison Wolf as Barbara, the lead; Sidney Wade as Sophia, the new uh, a new student who tries to befriend, befriend Barbara; and Zoe Saldana. <laughs> I said that weird Saldana. Enzo Saldana, a school psychiatrist who is trying to help Barbara, I guess. She's trying to do something. Yeah. Uh, the the overview is Sophia. <laughs> a new high school... I'm just going to do weird, awkward pauses throughout the whole episode now. Okay. Sophia, a new high school student, tries to make friends with Barbara, who tells her that she, quote... Who tells her that, quote, she kills giants, end quote, protecting... Awkward pause. Written, I, I think this overview was written by a non-native English speaker. Uh, So protecting their hometown and its inhabitants who do not understand her strange behavior. Melanie. Yes. Since I know you love this movie so much, what are your thoughts on this? What are your thoughts on this movie? What'd you think? I didn't, I didn't care for it at all. I know. (laughs) Um, Well, first of all, I, I don't know. Maybe the comic is good. I actually feel a little bit bad about it because, you know, it's comes from a comic book and they should do more of that. But yeah, no, it sucked. It was it was not good. Yeah, I wasn't wild about it. I was it, interested. Oh, if, the, if, if the character had not been a high school student, it might have been a little different for me, I think. But someone that at that age that hasn't learned to deal with their emotions enough yet that they have to continue to play pretend, that is not acceptable to me. Paul, what did you think of this movie? Because well, you uh, you messaged the reason you wanted to call in today is because you messaged me last night and said you were kind of confounded by it. That actually what does you, bring up my question: Were the giants real or not? I I don't think so. Spoilers. We're listen. We're going to get into spoilers. Uh, Jesse Keeper is joining. Without spoiling it, I mean, yeah, it is hard to talk about this without spoiling it. Um, so again, for anybody who just joined, we're talking. I kill giants. Okay, so I'm going to agree with Melanie. Watching the movie, I thought there's definitely some interesting things there. It's not horribly made. Like, it's it's okay. It's got, you know, I don't know. It's shot fairly well. It's a little bland, but that is that was my first issue with the movie is as it goes on, it honestly, it kind of drags. It drug for me. It It's kind of dull. <laughs> and... And it's not like, oh, because it's drama, but it's because it's uninteresting drama. And there is some interesting things, but the, it it presents them in an uninteresting way. Kind of. And it doesn't follow. The story doesn't go. The things that interested me, interested me most, the story doesn't pursue. In fact, it like kind of betrays those things by the end. And then like, then you get to the end and... I'm sure that I'm pretty sure that's when Melanie was just done, but that's also when it kind of like, well, nail in the coffin for me. I was like, 
this is not this is not good. Like the the message of the movie itself is not good. No, it kind of picked up towards the end too. That's the sad part. Yeah, I mean, okay, so thanks, Jesse. Jesse is listening. Wow. Um, he sends he sends hearts and such because he loves you all of us well jesse we got a new jesse today hey paul yeah. <laughs> he's he's gonna dye his hair reddish and uh i don't know if you if he has a beard but he's gonna grow one. Oh, i have a beard okay um most most men i actually i don't know your age either i'm gonna assume you're close to either me or jesse most men our ages have beards it's our thing. Yeah. Um, it's because you all get lazy. Yeah. Well, that's definitely my thing. <laughs> yeah. I go months. Okay. So, okay. So he's, let's dive into like what I feel is kind of the core problem with this movie. Hi, Kirk. We are talking about I Kill Giants and we are about to spoil it. So if it's something you desperately wanted to watch, it's a movie. Run away now and catch us on a replay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd hate to, I hate to say that, but yeah, listen, I don't think you're gonna lose anything by it. <laughs> or, or better yet, listen to our review, and then you won't even bother because <laughs> it's crap. So okay, <laughs> I get the idea of the movie. It's and it's I'll it's, it's a little it's, higher than crap. It's okay. not. <laughs> it's not a completely. It's. It's an intriguing idea. The premise is not completely unique. It's that kind of thing where it's like a character is living in a fantasy world. Is that fantasy world? Are those or those fantastical elements real? Is this real? And she just and like nobody else realizes it. Or is it just a mentally ill person trying to deal with trauma? Spoilers. It's a mentally ill person trying to deal with trauma. And when I say mentally ill, she is mentally ill. And here's my central problem with the movie. I mean, she is literally ta- stealing dead animals, poking at deer corpses, creeping out her friends mentally ill, or what's, is that the, pre- yeah, I can't think of a more like PC kind way to say it. She's yeah. mentally ill uh, She and hallucinating and it's definitely impacting her life and her relationships because she has virtually none because she's weird and she pushes everyone away, which is fine. Like that could, you could latch on. That could be an interesting character, but I know one of Melanie's big gripes is she's not likable at all. She's a jerk to literally everyone, including the one person, the one like person, her age, who's trying to be her friend. Mm -hmm. And, but so she, towards the end, she's talking about, sacrifices like she has to make a sacrifice to make a new hammer like uh, her her thor hammer essentially you know whatever special hammer and uh but you know she she can't actually sacrifice anyone or some or any animal so she figured she'd just take dead animals that is a that is a horrible blatant red flag yeah no kidding how does this movie resolve it does she get help does the psychiatrist lady that she talks to like that she punched in the face that she punched in the face earlier in the movie. Does she actually help? Nope. They just let uh, the, the, essentially this girl just then pursues she her. Yeah, she pursues she her fine. mentally ill hallucinations literally into a suicidal situation, but she doesn't die and everything's fine. Like, yeah. But she, that same situation, 
does lend uh, credence to the fact that the Giants were real. Because how do you explain the freak weather incident? Yeah, the, the movie toys with that, and it's freak weather. That's how <laughs> the the radio. Yeah, all the time. Well, there's two times when the movie toys with the idea of that maybe it's real. Uh, when she has a big battle with one of like the the force giant or whatever they call it in the train area, um, when her friend is running out there. By the way, this girl, the lead character, could have easily murdered any number of people in that situation. Oh yeah, she's a danger to herself and others. Like that's the main thing. She is a clear and obvious danger to herself and others. And her issue, her mental illness, just like fixes itself. And nobody really addresses the actual issues. Um, but when her friend is running out during that sequence through the woods, she comes across a big footprint. So that's one thing. And then, yeah, the freak storm. They report on the radio that there, this was a, a freak water hurricane. Or no, water tornado. Tornado in the ocean, I guess. It was supposed to be sunny for the next three days or something. Yeah. Those are not water tornadoes. Those are typhoons. The movie doesn't know that. It was scientifically accurate. (laughs) (laughs) No. So I get your point, Paul. Like they. It's like, and that was one of the biggest confusions. It's like, okay, are they, or aren't they? I mean, yeah, I get that. She, she is definitely off her rocker, Mm -hmm. but I, I think some of the giant stuff might've actually been real. A lot of the stuff she saw, yeah, it was in her head. Like I, I, the creature living in the house. That was just yeah. her not dealing with life. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of thinking that they weren't real because she supposedly murdered that one, but then he comes back to talk to her at the end. So if she murdered him, then how is he talking to her? That was why. I, that was what, what made me think that regardless of anything else, they, that they weren't real. He was talking to her at the end. You know what? I take it back. She's she her mental illness did not get resolved. She just uh I don't know. She just She's, put on a letter jacket and, and brushed her hair, so everything's fine. Yeah, she just did weird chick from uh <laughs> Breakfast Club and went all she preppy became, and now she's normal. So she became cheerful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ignore the uh Dead animal graveyard in her backyard, or and uh, whatever oh. else she's probably still got going on. There's nothing wrong having a dead animal graveyard in your backyard. That's okay. Okay, no, wait. Let me. You're right. Let me yeah. ignore the dead animal laboratory in the basement. How about that? That's better. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone in the chat seen this movie that we're talking about? Is there anyone in the chat? We definitely like to hear your thoughts. This 5 p.m. slot might not be the best because we are missing several several of our key listeners. Oh, no. I see no Matt D. I see there's no Matt, no Jasper. No Matt. Jasper. No I Maggie. see no... What? No Maggie. No Maggie. Rumi, a witch movie. I kill giants. I don't know. I'm assuming this movie had a wide... What? <laughs> said, or did you read the comic? <laughs> I'm assuming this movie got a wide release. Now, the one thing I did, you know, messaging Jesse last night when he said he wasn't going to be able to do the show today, he did say, I don't know his thoughts on this movie as a whole, but he did say not, it was not a great adaptation. Mm -hmm. 
I could see this story coming across better in a, in a comic book, in the comic book medium. And not yeah. because it's like, this is the kind of story that can only be told in comics. Let's see. So Jesse said, hey, everyone. Uh, school internet. He is he is working, by the way. Isn't letting me listen. And it's back to school night here in about 10 minutes. Uh, so hope everyone enjoys the show. Hope everyone checks out the graphic novel version of I Kill Giants, regardless of how the movie get how the movie review goes. <laughs> Winky yeah. face. And I'll catch up with everyone next week. Share the live cast with your friends. Yeah. He knew it. He knew it was going to be crap. I wonder if the character in the comic book is younger. That would make a difference to me. I, I think juicy. Another oh. winky face. Um, I think... I'm not sure. I think that would have helped. Yeah. But, well, yeah, because she's... I think she's too old for it. But also... Um, Never mind. Go ahead, Bernie. Go ahead. I got nothing. Okay. Then I have another question. Yes. When her friend, when her friend was at her house and saw her mom, why did she freak out and drop her glass? That was something that bugs me too. Because movie, because mystery, uh, because it makes you think the viewer think there's something awful or something truly a monster in the room. Although I, that's pretty much when we were like, okay, well, one of her parents is still alive and they just look messed up. And that kind of sets up another kind of disappointment to where when we, again, spoiler, spoiler, when we do find out that, yeah, her mother's still alive, but she's very sick. And that's the issue she's not dealing with by escaping into her fantasy land of killing giants and hunting giants. Uh, But she looks fine. Like I don't, when we finally see her mother, I don't see why that little girl, her friend, um, the British girl, why she freaked out and looked scared and ran off, dropped a glass, broke a glass in the hallway floor. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah that, that wasn't cringeworthy enough to freak out about. No, she looked fine. Maybe she was just having a bad day or like on the commode at the time. I don't know, man, but <laughs> on the commode. Um, I, uh, Go ahead. I was just going to say, I appreciate the idea of everything, you know, not dealing with her mother's sickness and this, like, I think the story could work and maybe it does work better in the comics, but it doesn't work here in the movie, mainly because of the movie's a little dull. And also there, there are just a few issues like with the character and how far they kind of push the psychopath warning signs like that's a big thing for me it's like the character is completely unlikable there's hardly anything likable about her uh and she is showing signs of a future yeah a future you know netflix documentary or true crime podcast subject like (laughs) if we knew if we knew whether or not she beat the bed i'd say she definitely was going to be and and her her getting over the issue, I guess you could argue that the psychologist, like, as the storm is breaking, the storm comes up in the big climax and the whatever. Um, you could argue that just before that, the psychologist maybe she broke through to her and like forced her by by you know into admitting that yeah no my mother's alive and she's just sick. It doesn't come across that way. So again, not to beat a dead horse and we'll you know move on, but. Uh, 
Yeah, you know who should have been the main character of this movie? Her older sister, because that chick's got it going on, and she had it really tough, and she needed some help, and nobody would help her, and she's the real hero here. Mm-hmm. Also, her friend, um, Sophia, Sophia, had no actual personality of her own. No, but oh. she's she's new. She's new to the country, so she's probably just going to latch on to whatever. So just because you're new to a country means you don't get a personality? No, no, you have a personality, but it, in junior high and high school, I think, I don't know if it's the same, maybe it's not the same for boys, but for girls, you want to fit in. That's the main thing is you need to fit in. And if that means adjusting your personality to fit in with the people that you're with, a lot of people do that. Some people can't. I can't. I couldn't do it. And so I was just a loser, basically. But but. Like a lot of people that I know, they talk about having switched schools and how they completely changed their personality so that they instead, you know, went from being like a cholo to a preppy girl, you know, crazy big differences, but they did it because they wanted to fit in and she, she doesn't fit in and doesn't know where to fit in. So she just latches onto the first weirdo she finds. But, but yeah, but I mean, if her desire is to fit in, she held on to that first weirdo for too long. You're right. You're it right. Was very clear right away. She is not the way to like, this chick is not the person I need to hang out with to make more friends. But maybe she saw that letter jacket in the closet. She knew. <laughs> She'll ditch those bunny ears eventually and start dressing like a normal preppy girl. Yep, that's what she felt it. Well, see, I also wonder if this movie might have just been written for that age group, and that's and maybe they would see something we don't. Yeah, I suppose. Because it, it, when I was watching it, it kind of felt. Like, movie-wise, like, if you're too mature for, like, Arthur and the Invisibles and the Spiderwick Chronicles movies, but not quite ready for Donnie Darko, like, that's where it falls age-wise for me. Well, that might be my problem, because I was always ready for Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko. <laughs> I was, too. <laughs> that, I was most interested in this movie when it looked like, we were about to follow Barbara's downward spiral path, downward spiral into like some real dark territory mm-hmm. where when she's poking the roadkill and the one chick's like, I don't, I don't like this, Barbara. What do you stop? Let's go. I don't like this. And then just like ends up freaking out, just runs off. Of course I didn't figure it was actually going to go there, go that dark, but you know, they hinted at it and that's when I was most interested. I was like, okay, well this is unexpected, but that doesn't ever get remedied. Yeah. Uh, speaking That's of the age, age thing for us. Well, okay. So speaking about that, I mean, I guess this is, you know, Jesse said he picked this because it was young adult and uh, somebody in the chat apparently said they, we should do a young adult thing. Wh- whoever that was, I don't think they're here today either. So I feel <laughs> like everyone who had a hand in everyone who deciding, wanted to watch this, <laughs> everyone who had a hand in deciding this is the movie we're talking about today. None of them are here. Thanks guys. <laughs> Uh, uh, no, not really. I I had no idea what to watch this week, so it's all good. It's not the worst movie I've watched on a whim. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, we could have made everybody watch Girls with Balls and then just not talk about it because that saying, movie's not enough time to uh, rip that movie. Uh, so speaking of right age, this movie feels like it would be an appropriate double feature for Unicorn Store. Because it does <laughs> fall into, first off, somebody might have a mental illness. <laughs> there's, hints, there's hints that, well, maybe they're not mentally ill. Maybe it's all real. 
And in the end, both main characters are very unlikable and uh, unsympathetic characters, and they're jerks to everyone. And in the end, they don't learn their lesson and somehow happily ever after. They're, they're, these are the, this is the same movie. This is the same movie, maybe a little bit, just you know, tweaked a bit here and there. Um, but I feel yeah. like to a point, this suffers maybe the same issues that Unicorn Store does. Unicorn Store, the main character, was obviously way older than she should have been for that character, um, for her personality. But more than that, who is this movie for? Unicorn Store, uh, the big complaint I seen and something we talked about was it's too adult for little girls and it's too uh, little girly for adults. This isn't as adult, but man, it's slow. I don't know that this would hold up. I don't know that it's really made well if they're aiming for a young, a younger audience. Um, no, this is made for like my mom who thinks she knows what young people are like, but she really doesn't. It, it goes it goes lifetime a little bit towards the end, I must say. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, I think if if you're going to introduce uh, preteens to who who don't do well with like scary movies into like the thriller, this wouldn't be a bad start okay. to kind of get a feel as to where they're at before you start showing them other stuff. Because it does have that, I mean, you can get the jump scare out of it. You can get, you know, the the different elements out of it that you get out of the good thriller movies. But it's not going to give you nightmares. It's, I mean, it's definitely a good jumping off point before starting kids on. It's a good starter drug. (laughs) I mean, no, that's an interesting. Sure, sure. I can. I guess I can get behind that. Because I all- like to start them off on Hellraiser and then see how they go. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> so the problem is that's like a 50-50 flip. <laughs> and either way, I don't feel like you're positively impacting their life if you start them on a Hellraiser too early. <laughs> okay, I guess. I, I mean, that's, but that, you know, really, honestly, I was watching that stuff when I was way too young to be watching it, but I loved it. I loved it. And that's but, part of what maybe me, you know. But yeah, that's that's good. As as you said though, Melanie, yeah. you were watching it when you were way too young to watch it. Yeah. Um, and look how we turned out. <laughs> yeah, we want to do that to another generation. All right. Well, there is a segue in there somewhere, so let's wrap this up. I killed giants. I'm going to give this two and a half stars. Um, it's not god awful. The story is a little disappointing. It's kind of a drag. Um, there's some nice imagery. There's some nice shots. There's there's some cool ideas. Obviously, you know, there's something to the story. I just, I don't know. It, it kind of let me down, obviously. So how about how about you guys? Uh, I'm going to go two. Okay. And how about you, Paul? I'll go three. Okay. So there, there, there was enough of it that I liked. I mean, the, the stuff I didn't like outweighed it, but... You know, it, it had, you know, like you said, the cinematography was good. It just, it, it left you wanting and not in the good way. Mm-hmm. It, it was so many, you know, so many different roads that they could have gone down that you're just like, that would have been a cool story. 
why didn't we explore that story? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I want this, but it goes like dark, real dark. Not, you know, her mother's sick because listen, that's very dark. And, uh, you know, it's, it gets manipulative towards the end. They try to make you weepy, but I want, I want serial killer dark. <laughs> you want, do you want, she's sitting there poking Sophia's body at the end. Do you know what? That's honestly, I was like, if That's this movie Sophia's is going, movie. what's if, her name? Tracy, maybe Tracy's dude. I, I seen Sophia. I was like, if this movie is going where it is projecting itself to go, that's where we end up. Her poking uh, Sophia's corpse on the on the side of the road. Obviously, it's not going to go there, and I didn't honestly think it was going to. But like that was the promise they did not deliver. <laughs> I mean, that wouldn't have been happy either. Last week, I suggested a movie, <laughs> and it went over well. Oh yeah, it what? did. Oh my god! <laughs> oh yeah, it did. So I, yeah, I, I feel like I need to. I need to give you guys the opportunity to give we, me my come up. And we accidentally. <laughs> see, I don't, no, Melanie's not here. She's. I have a feeling she's the one that would really have some words for you. I. <laughs> she, we accidentally had a good episode today. We. This should have been horrible. We should have made this hell for you. Okay, so, <laughs> the listeners, if you're confused, like. Last week's movie, because we do the movie thing, we pick a movie and then we review it like we did today. Uh, the movie we reviewed last week was I Kill Giants. Did not go over well with pretty much anybody. Jesse picked that movie <laughs> and then was not on the episode. So he did not get to experience it. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. First off, Jesse, what did you think of it? I, I have a feeling uh, you've heard our review by now and yeah, I'm curious yeah, yeah, yeah. what you thought of it. I, I knew I knew before you guys ever got there, I was like, oh, as I as I got to thinking about it more and more, I was like, oh, I like the original source material, but it really wasn't a very good uh, adaptation. And the only reason I was OK with it is because I already had the source material under my under my belt or hat or whatever the, the saying is. And uh so yeah, I, I would have already been numb to the premise. But if this is your exposure to the premise, it's probably pretty terrible. <laughs> in the so I already knew the twist. I knew the twist before I ever saw the movie. In, in the source material, were the giants real? No, no. It's it's all, and that's the thing, okay. you know. Like they had to play, they play, had to be play it cutesy or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they brought the the giant back at the end, you know. Uh, and I was thinking about this, and this this is why it came to my uh, came back to me was that there's this weird uncanny valley thing that happens um, that happens in this movie for some reason that didn't happen in Christopher Robin. Like I can believe that God, his name's escaping me. Ewan McGregor is actually talking to a stuffed bear, and that everybody can see that stuffed bear more than I can believe that this this girl. Uh, is actually hunting dragon or not dragons, but giants. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's just, a, yeah, it's just the whole approach of it. Um, they, they didn't commit to it, you know, like yeah. even as, as poorly executed as Christopher Robin is, I still, I still buy it, you know, but this I'm already skeptical about it in the first, you know, half hour. So that is to say that I, I don't disagree with anybody. 
<laughs> I wouldn't disagree with anyone. I do think that people should probably go check out the original uh, source material. But again, uh, the comics, it's just going to be a little bit e- easier to buy in on this right off the bat, as opposed to trying to make this thing a movie. I guess I was kind of surprised that it was made a movie. And that was part of the reason I sought it out in the first place. So does the central character come across as potentially unlikable and possibly definitely should probably be a serial killer by the end of this movie in <laughs> I mean I would I would say yeah she's still unlikable because she's killing you know, like she kills giants you know um but you're <laughs> I don't know that could be a good thing you're okay you're okay with it a little bit because you're more inclined to be like what is going on you know whereas in this you just know she's crazy like, you just know right off the bat. There's no burying the lead on this thing. You're like, oh, there's something wrong with her. There aren't really giants. She's not actually killing giants. Because, I don't know, it's too real. It's too firmly set in the real world. Whereas in a comic book, uh, you're already ready to believe pretty much anything. Yeah, that's one thing I was thinking is just the premise in general, especially like the movie tries to play it kind of cute with like, well, Maybe there were giants, even though there definitely wasn't, because it's 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 ridiculous. But I think the you know, mystery, by by and large, the mystery from start to finish is better in the book. That's something that definitely you can't, or is harder to translate from uh, comics to a a film hmm, a film uh, medium because when you're reading a comic, you're going into it be- knowing this is a comic book. If I'm going to read a comic book and there's a little girl with bunny ears fighting a giant, chances are that's just the book and it's actually happening in the story with a movie. So it'd be it's more interesting to subvert that expectation, whereas the movie, you kind of come to it with the opposite expectation. And yeah, I don't know. And I don't know what they were doing with that ending. Like, like the ending that that is like confusing to everybody and, and you know, like, are the giants real then? Yeah, I don't know what they were doing. This is not going to have a sequel in any form. It's not designed to have a sequel. It was supposed to be a le- uh, like a graphic novel. That's what it is. It's a one and done. I feel like it was, I don't know. I didn't get the impression they were trying to set up a sequel. I got the impression of they were trying to kind of ham-fisted. Give her the, closure? Yes, further enforce okay. that. She got closure and she's better now, even though she's still hallucinating and talking to giants that don't exist and even though the, she didn't really do anything to make herself better except for almost commit suicide by running into a the hurricane ocean I think they should have ended it in the classroom <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> had to, would have been the better ending no the better ending is and i'm not saying i want this but i kind of want this as a movie the better ending is <laughs> they find that her little friend dead because that girl was going to be a psychopath. She was oh, playing yeah. with dead things uh, and talking about sacrificing things. And even if she didn't have it in her to sacrifice a human yet or an animal, she would she have. Would by the time she got to high school, she would have. The little the skinny bully girl, she's dead. Her friend's dead. <laughs> That's how the movie ends. <laughs> oh, my God. The rabbit is killer. <laughs> <laughs> well see the and that's ra- the rabbit kill I, I realize that's dark and i didn't actually expect the movie to go that way but the movie had me the most enthralled 
when it was hinting that it was going to go that way. Like they played up the really like not disturbing. I mean, they are disturbing, but the more, the really concerning aspects of her mental illness. And then completely, that was my major thing is they completely failed to address that in any real way. And that kind of seems like a betrayal of the point of the movie. Well, I mean, yeah, the the whole thing, like after you know what's going on, you're like, I kill giants. It's like, oh, yeah, that's you're trying to slay this giant. But this giant is a metaphor. Yeah, they tried to give her help. She smacked the crap out of her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, hey, everybody, uh, we're talking about a movie we already reviewed last week. But uh, yeah, we just can't help it. So this is my comeuppance, ladies and gentlemen. Jesse missed it, and he suggested the movie, and he wasn't here for the episode. So now we have to tell him why we are unhappy about it. <laughs> Direct. I feel like that's fair. It's fair. Well, it's all right. I almost made everybody watch Gl- Girls with Balls, and that was a god awful movie. That I. Yes, <laughs> I'm sorry, Paul. I'm sorry I even mentioned it and brought it to uh, your attention, and I didn't make you watch it, but you watched it, and that's that's my bad. Anyway, let's end it. Hey, Paul, you got you got anything to promote? You got anything? You tell people to go somewhere. Well, that that's a double edged sword. Uh, True. Come find me, Moose's <laughs> Marvelous Wood Burnings on Facebook. Awesome. You want art? We've got wood for you. And he does also this weekend. I should be posting a video of my review and breakdown on scary stories to tell in the dark. Ooh, really? Oh, excellent. All right, you ready for the three-hour post-show? <laughs> oh, Lord. God. Good, because I'm not either. <laughs> no, we're not doing a three-hour post-show.